0: Talkin' Sports with Nick Jenkinson.
1: Monday, and you know what that means. It's time for Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson on the South Central Indiana News Network. On tonight's show, we'll talk with the commissioner of the Indiana High School Athletic Association, Paul Neidig. We will remember the life of Al Unser Sr. We'll talk IU women's and men's basketball, the Indianapolis Colts, the Indiana Pacers, and the Indy Fuel. We'll have our big boys moving high school scoreboard update, and we'll look ahead to the week in IU Athletics. So let's talk sports. We will start with sad news out of the racing world as Al Unser Sr. passed away at the age of 82 last Thursday after a 17-year battle with cancer. Unser Sr., a four-time winner of the Indianapolis 500, won it in 1970, 1971, 1978, and 1987. He is one of four men to win the race four times along with A.J. Foyt, Rick Mears, and Elio Castro Neves. He is one of five men to win in consecutive years, and he, he is the only man to have a sibling and a son win the 500. His brother, Bobby Unser, did it in 1968. His son, Al Jr., won it in 1992. In 322 stars, he won 39 races with 28 poles and 97 podiums, and he was one of the most gracious and nicest drivers that anybody that was associated with Al Unser Sr. will ever get the pleasure of being around. He will be missed in the racing world. Alan Sir Sr. gone at the age of 82. Indiana men's basketball is 8-2 and 1-1 and in the Big Ten after losing at Wisconsin 64-59 to and then bouncing back to beat Merrimack College 81-49. In the Wisconsin game, the Hoosiers led by 22 in the first half and led 42-25 at halftime but the Badgers outscored the Hoosiers 39-17 in the second half. Indiana has not won in Madison since 1998, and they are 1-19 all-time in the Kohl Center. Trace Jackson Davis, 12 points and 9 rebounds. Xavier Johnson with 10 points. In the Merrimack game, the Hoosiers were led by Trace Jackson Davis with 16 points and 9 rebounds. Ray Thompson, 14 points. Jordan Geronimo, his first career double-double. Thirteen points, thirteen rebounds, up off the bench. Up next Saturday against Notre Dame in the Crossroads Classic at GameBridge Fieldhouse in Indianapolis, and the game is at 2:30 p.m. on Fox. Indiana women's basketball is eight and two, two and zero in the Big Ten, with wins over Penn State 70 to 40, Fairfield 91 to 58, and at Ohio State 86 66. In the Penn State game, McKenzie Holmes 16 points, Allie Patberg. 15 points, Nicole Cardano-Hillary with 14, Alexa Goulbay 11, Grace Berger 10. Penn State did not attempt a free throw the entire game as the Hoosiers committed just 9 fouls and IU was 12-16 of from the free throw line. In the Fairfield game, Mackenzie Holmes 23 points, Alexa Goulbay 21 and Grace Berger 19. And then the Hoosiers beat Ohio State in Columbus for the second year in a row Sunday night. They led 10 to nothing to start the game and never look back. Mackenzie Holmes a career night with 30 points and she becomes the 30th player in IU women's basketball history to score 1,000 points. Grace Berger had 21, Nicole Cardano-Hillary had 17. The Hoosiers host Western Michigan Sunday at 1 o'clock. The Indianapolis Colts had the week off. They are 7-6 overall. Four and two on the road, three and four at home. They host New England Saturday night, eight twenty PM on the NFL Network. The Indiana Pacers, twelve and sixteen on the year, won all three games this week, one hundred sixteen to one hundred against Washington, one twenty two to one hundred two against New York, and one hundred six to ninety three against Dallas. The Pacers host Golden State this evening, Wednesday at Milwaukee, eight o'clock, and then Thursday host Detroit at seven o'clock. And In the Indy field are six and eleven, two overtime losses, one shootout loss with 15 points. Lost at Cincinnati six to two, and lost at Kalamazoo five to two. They host Cincinnati at seven o'clock Friday. Host Kalamazoo Saturday at seven o'clock, and then they travel to Kalamazoo on Sunday at three o'clock. High school sports time. Let's check the Big Boys Moving Company local high school scoreboard. Big Boys Moving serves you with an attitude of gratitude. Well, in girls' high school basketball, Edgewood is 11-0. and Wins over South for 1,000,000, 45-25. And Shackamack, 44-19 at home. Up next, Friday at Indian Creek, 6 o'clock and Monday. Against Sullivan at 7:30, Bloomington North six and five beat Owen Valley 52 to 49 on the road, and beat Floyd Central 45 39 at home. Thursday they host Bloomington South at 7:30. Saturday, they will play Newcastle, 1.30 p.m. at the Hoosier Gym in Knightstown. Bloomington South, 1-9, and lost to Center Grove, 48-33 at home, and then lost on the road, 52-40 at Evansville North. They will travel across town Thursday to face Bloomington North at 7.30 and then hit the road Saturday to play Castle at 12.30. Lighthouse Christian, 3-6, and six, beat Columbus Christian on the road 51-41. Their game Saturday with Providence Crystal Ray was postponed due to COVID-19 contract tracing within the Providence Crystal Ray program. The Lady Lions will host North Central Farmersburg this Saturday at 6 o'clock. In boys high school basketball, Lighthouse Christian, 4-1, and one, beat Eminence 52-39. One at Cross Point Christian sixty seven to fifty eight. Their game with Providence Crystal Ray Saturday postponed due to contact tracing COVID nineteen protocols within the Providence Crystal Ray program. They will host White River Valley this Friday and Saturday North Central Farmersburg both games at seven thirty. Bloomington North three and one lost at Mooresville fifty eight fifty two and then beat Franklin Central sixty three fifty nine at Southport High School as part of the form credit union tip-off classic the cougars will travel back to Southport Friday night to face the Cardinals and then host Franklin on Saturday both games at seven-thirty Bloomington South 4-1 lost to Bar Reeve 42-39 at home and then beat Salport 43-41 up next Friday. They host Terre Haute North Saturday, travel to Floyd Central, both games at 730. Edgewood 1-4 lost at Bloomfield 75-45, up next at Indian Creek Friday and host Sullivan Saturday, both games at 730. In girls swimming, Bloomington South beat Edgewood 107-45. Boys swimming, Bloomington South 101, Edgewood 45. Wrestling, Edgewood beat Greencastle 48-27. Bloomington North beat Bedford North Lawrence 42-34. And Bloomington North was 2-2 two two at the Columbus North Invitational. That is a look at our high school scoreboard brought to you by Big Boys Moving Company. When we come back, we will talk with the Commissioner of the Indiana High School Athletic Association, Paul Neidig. This is Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson on the South Central Indiana News Network.
0: Are you concerned about your life insurance coverage during these uncertain times in history? I'm Adam Beasley with American Senior Benefits right here in Bloomington, and we can help you find the best coverage for you and your family. We work for you to find the best plan out of more than 150 companies. We can compare your existing coverage or start a brand new plan. From newborn to 89 years old, from term to permanent, we'll find what's best for you. Call us at American Senior Benefits, 812-631-2305. When you're preparing to buy a new home, the last thing you should have to worry about is the safety of your possessions.
1: Allow Big Boys Moving to professionally oversee the transport of your precious belongings. Big Boys Moving is locally owned with years of experience. Whether your relocation is local or long distance, allow Big Boys to move you with an attitude of gratitude. Call today, 812-947-1479 or online at bbmoving812.com. Welcome back to Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson on the South Central Indiana News Network. It is time to welcome in my guest. He is the commissioner of the Indiana High School Athletic Association. He is Paul Neidig, Commissioner Neidig. It is a pleasure and an honor to have you on the show. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to join me.
0: Well, Nick, it's certainly my pleasure. And anytime that I can talk to the great sports fans in the state of Indiana, I'm more than happy to take a little time to do that.
1: Well, I appreciate your time for sure. Of course, it is a busy time. It's always in Indiana high school athletics. But let's start with how you got started. You're from Poseyville, Indiana. You played basketball as a kid. You went to college playing basketball. And now you're over the IHSA. So let's just talk about kind of your journey from Poseyville, Indiana to Indianapolis.
0: Wow. I tell you what, um, that, that that's that's that can be quite a journey, but you know, Nick. At uh, I I'm like most kids, I grew up in a in a in a small community. My mom was a teacher, first grade teacher. My dad was a state policeman, and you know, I, I was very fortunate, you know, to grow up where I grew up and when I grew up and who I was able to do that with. And we're just like a lot of other kids. We were able to, we had to be home when the street lights came on, and didn't lock your front door. And, and and that's just kind of the way it worked for me. But, you know, it it was always about growth and the people that you were around. You know, I had an opportunity to, to learn to play a little basketball by a gentleman named Herb McPherson. And Coach McPherson really introduced me to a world outside of what I knew. You know, and what I knew was that, you know, you worked on a farm and you lived in Posey County and you know, that's kind of what you did. But he taught me about the world and how to work harder than you thought you could and how to get better. And And, and coach gave me a path to go on and play collegiately after North Posey High School. Uh, and I played for Rick Samuels at Eastern Illinois University. And again, great experience there. Had a, a great teammates, a lot of Indiana guys. Uh, Doug Crook was an Indiana All-Star and uh, my roommate and played with the A young man named Kevin Duckworth, who had quite the NBA career for the Portland Trailblazers. And Kevin went on and played in the NBA, and I went back and started teaching school. And, you know, I I never had a goal in life. And if I would have written this chapter in my book many years ago, it would not have been part of my book. But, you know, I loved high school athletics, and then I loved playing the game. And then I loved coaching the game and teaching students at Evansville Central High School. Eventually became an athletic director loved that job, and then became a central office person. I was chief of staff for a gentleman named Dr. David Smith. Again, a great visionary, taught me a lot of things along the way. I was lucky enough to be elected to the IHSA Board of Directors about 20 years ago. Spent some time doing that, and then now I'm finishing up my fifth year, or I'm in my fifth year, on staff here. My first three were as assistant commissioners, uh, and now the last two have been... Uh, the commissioner. So been blessed to be able to do what I do and especially the fact that I can do it in high school athletics and an education-based system.
1: You took over in the summer of 2020 for Bobby Cox who retired and of course you had to come in and navigate one of the toughest things we've ever had to go through which is trying to complete a calendar year during the COVID-19 pandemic To your success and the ICAA success, Indiana was the only state to do so last year, and I know that makes you very proud, and you guys, of course, have gotten through the fall season so far with all the state championships.
0: We have, and it's been a good fall. And, you know, there were a lot of states that did phenomenal things last year. But the the thing that made Indiana different was we figured out a way, and, and, and this is, I say we, and we'll come back to that in just a second, but we participated in all of our sports. We did them on time. With a full complement of athletes, we did not have to modify what we did as far as swimming or wrestling or, or some of the other sports and cut kids' opportunity to participate in a state tournament. And that's what I was really proud about. You know, COVID was a challenge last year, and it continues to be a challenge for all of us. We've learned that we need to be flexible. We've learned that we need to be able to change direction based upon the current information. But we've also learned, and the thing that I will forever be grateful for is be able to do this in the state of Indiana. When I when I go back and think about last fall at this time and we were trying to figure out how to navigate this. At the end of the day, the work was really done at the school level. Our administrators and athletic directors and coaches, you got to remember in our system you have to teach first. You got to be able to go to school first. And our schools were trying to open their doors and teach kids on a daily basis, the classroom lessons of life. And then we throw in, we're going to play extracurricular on top of that. And that was not an easy thing to do. And it would have been easy to say, we're just going to focus on math or English or social studies, but no, we knew how important it was for kids to be able to participate also. And and that's what I'm proud about. It was never an individual's task or single effort by one individual to make this happen last year. Uh, it happened in Indiana, and, and that's why Indiana was able to lead the nation in participation last year and education.
1: And the ISSA, it's just not you that's in charge. You have several assistant commissioners and commissioners that are over all the different sports. You have 10 boys sports, 10 girls sports, and two unified sports. So let's talk about how that's all kind of divided up between your assistant commissioners and, and how you just navigate through all these sports year in and year out
0: well you know we do have a great staff here and they come from a lot of different walks of life we have a school principal with robert falcons on staff we have former athletic directors, Brian Lewis now and Sandra Walter and Carrie Sludecker and Chris Kaufman's also on staff. And Chris has a a phenomenal relationship with members of the Indianapolis community and across the state and has a lot of management experience. So we've got a team of people that bring different strengths to the table to allow us to operate in a cohesive unit. Each assistant commissioner has uh, roughly three sports that they're in charge of. And we'll take Brian Lewis, for instance, Brian oversees boys and girls cross country track and field, which are two similar sports. And as far as license, and then he also uh, handles boys basketball for us. And, and each of our assistant commissioners has a complement of sports. Uh, Then they all have separate duties throughout the office. Uh, When it's looking at transfers, our, fundraising and sponsorships and our sports medicine advisory committee that Robert Falkins heads up and our student activities with our student leadership program with Carrie Sludecker as a lead on that. And, And Sandra does a great job with our officials and registration licensure and then also our sportsmanship program. So it certainly is the team concept here at the office
1: and you have the Indianapolis Colts, the Indiana Fever, the Indiana Pacers as presenting sponsors for the state football, boys and girls basketball tournaments. You also get to play the state baseball finals at Victory Field, the home of the Indianapolis Indians. No other state has those type of partnerships with their professional sports teams. I mean, that's what makes Indiana high school sports and Indiana in general just
0: unique. It does, and we have great relationships, and we have similar vision about Indiana and community and and student-athletes, and we share that common vision with our partners, the Pacers, the Fever, the Colts. The Indianapolis Indians are certainly part of that. Farm Bureau Insurance is another one that, you know, they're in all of our communities across the entire state, but you're right, we have incredible venues. Our our student-athletes get to celebrate the highest level of their sport at some of the best venues in the country when it comes to the GameBridge Fieldhouse. It's one continuously one of the top fieldhouses, basketball facilities, sport-watching facilities in the country, to the Nautatorium at uh, IUPUI, one of the premier swimming facilities in the entire country. And and Lucas Oil, and we can go on and on about great venues that our kids play in, and we have also a strong relationship with our university. Not many places finish state championships at the university level, and and Boys and Girls Track and Field is in Bloomington. Girls Softball is in, in Purdue, and our volleyball championships are held at Ball State University, so again, it's just, a, it, it really is the ultimate team atmosphere is why we're able to, to have great partners and finish in great venues.
1: And not to mention that at one point, the girls' basketball state finals were held at Indiana State. They were also held at Fort Wayne in the Allen County War Memorial Coliseum because of the fact that the now GameBridge Fieldhouse couldn't be used because of the Big Ten tournament or an overlap with the Big Ten women's tournament. Is it the goal to just keep most of these sports at these same venues year in and year out?
0: Yeah, I think our goal is always to be able to finish in those venues, and we develop home, we develop tradition within those venues. And if you go back and look with boys basketball last year, but we we also respect the partnership. Our partner, the Pacers, came to us with the NCAA changes and said, "Hey, is there something we can do here for one year to delay the boys state tournament so we can play the NCAA tournament in the in the Bankers Life Fieldhouse at that time? Now GameBridge and." And we said, absolutely, we'll work with our partners, and we did. We delayed the Boys State Championship a week, and I don't think anybody was harmed by that decision. And I think the games are still played in a great venue and celebrated four state champions like we do most years.
1: And not to mention, you had the entire NCAA basketball tournament in the state of Indiana with – great iconic venues like Lucas Oil, Bankers Life, Now, GameBridge, the Coliseum, Hinkle Fieldhouse, Mackey Arena, and Simon Scott Assembly Hall. So I'm sure from your perspective, that was as great to have everything basketball-wise in the state of Indiana last March and April.
0: It was, it was, and you know, Indiana is such a crossroads of America, you know, it's we're right here, and you can get here from any part of the country. We have great airport; people can get here. Great transportation system, and and great conference and, and sports facilities to celebrate that. And not to mention that we not only have basketball gyms in this state; I I like to call them basketball cathedrals. And and the history of the game in those different facilities you just mentioned, Nick, is just phenomenal. Uh, the walk through time to think about. The the games that have been played in all those facilities, and and historically, they've been significant games over the years. And and again, as they say, oftentimes you can feel the excitement when you walk into those gym, if, even if nobody's there.
1: When we come back more with Indiana High School Athletic Commissioner Paul Nidec after this quick timeout. This is Talking Sports with Nick Jengutson on the South Central Indiana News Network. This is Danny with weathervane Insurance Solutions. Not only is it especially important for our economy to support local businesses these days, but as your local independent insurance agency, Weathervane Insurance can shop you around with dozens of carriers to ensure you receive the most competitive price and, of course, the best customer service. Find us on the web at weathervaneonline.com. That's weathervaneonline.com. I'm injury attorney Matt Lloyd. With an injury claim, don't leave cash on the table by not realizing all the Indiana laws that can help you. The insurance company won't tell you about them, but call me for a free consultation to learn all the important steps to get the best settlement. Call or text 812 333 mat or go online to MyInjuryCase.com. Let's join forces and fight for a settlement that makes sense for you. 812-333-MATT. to talking sports with Nick Jenkinson on the South Central Indiana News Network. My guest IHSA Commissioner Paul Nidig. Commissioner Nidig, we were talking about the great iconic basketball venues in the state of Indiana. I know as playing basketball as a young man at North Posey High School. You had to have a favorite place to go play. What was it?
0: You know, at that time in my life, man, I just, I had such an affection for the high school gym that I grew up playing in. And there's a lot of great facilities, but it all comes down to the memories that you have in the end. And, you know, I have great memories of in that gym and, you know, there was the way that gym was arranged at certain time of the day, the sun would be coming in the window and you you could force your defensive player or that offensive player into a certain spot. He might be blinded by the sun a little bit coming in through that window. So you knew the, the, the home court advantage of that facility, but it just, you spend so much time there uh, with your coach and with your teammates that just such a bond is, is formed. And, you know, I love going to other places. Uh, the old Roberts Stadium in Evansville was a phenomenal gym and a phenomenal facility. But, you know, going playing at old high school gym at North Posey Vikings, that was something pretty special to me.
1: You have, as you mentioned, 10 boys sports, 10 girls sports, and now two unified sports with flag football and track and field. For those who don't know, explain what the unified sports are, and is there a possibility that more of those could be added in the future?
0: Well, the unified sports are when we take um, student-athletes um, that may have an intellectual disability, and we partner those student-athletes with uh, a normal or traditional student athlete in sport. And we certainly do it now in flag football, and we do it in track and field. And they're team concept sports where everybody gets to participate. Everybody's part of the scoring uh, in those two sports. And, you know, it it, it is just special. First of all, it was the right thing to do. You know, our schools are, are much more than just about celebrating the best athlete, uh, it's about celebrating all kids, um, and this unified program allows kids that may not have had an access to a traditional sporting environment to have that experience when they're in high school for their growth. And we're so happy to be able to do that. And absolutely, we want growth. Uh, you know, we certainly have a spring sport and a fall sport. Currently, uh, we uh, have done some surveying, and we continue to look at what a winter offering may be. Uh, and, you know, we'll work with our partners at Special Olympics Indiana and uh, we'll come up with that and certainly providing additional opportunities for student growth is something that we're, we're very interested in and we will find a unified sport uh, in the near future uh, to expand that program.
1: The IHSAA, of course, has a student advisory committee, sportsmanship awards, promos, you know, the mental attitude awards in in every sport for the state finals and the scholarships. So it's just not sports. It's education and everything else that makes the IHSAA do a lot of different things and a lot of great things.
0: Well, thanks so much, Nick. And that's right. We at the end of the day, you know, many entities that uh, keep score or play sport are really solely focused on the game itself and when that happens it's usually focused on the best student athletes we have a saying in the office that and we talk about our decision making structure here and and our decision making structure here is to make sure that we're focused on the last kid who makes a team. Uh, and if we're making decisions that help that student athlete develop over time, then we're doing the right thing. And you're, uh, the things you mentioned are all part of that. Uh, we have a sportsmanship program that champions great sport, but also teaches when we see people fall below and it, a standard that we all know that it should be. Our student advisory committee, we've had this in place for many years. And my daughter one of the original student advisory committee members here. And we've got students that are doctors and lawyers and teachers and, and coaches and uh, decorated military veterans and, and active service members and professional athletes. And, and it's just been phenomenal what those kids have been able to bring to the association, not only in, in their work, but perspective. Uh, we have an opportunity to listen to students firsthand that are, that are across our member schools all across the state. And that, that helps us formulate what we need to be focused on.
1: We only have a minute or two left. What is the biggest thing that you want to get across to listeners? And what's the biggest goal for the ISA going forward?
0: You know, Nick, I think the biggest goal, it'll always, I think for me, it's, I think it's so important that we protect the experience for all kids. You know, being a high school athlete is such a short period of time in your life. And You get to go to that school and you get to be mentored by great coaches and you get to put that jersey on that has your school name on it. And you can do that one time in life. And I want to make sure that we focus on an education first system that promotes high school participation and the growth model, because as long as we're doing that. The kids that are in our programs today are going to be back in our programs tomorrow, and they're going to be the doctors in the community. They're going to be the teachers in the community. They're not going to be professional athletes, but they're going to be strong contributors in the community where they decide to to grow up. And they're also going to be sport fans. If we can protect that experience when they're in high school, good chance that they're going to be a sport fan moving forward to the rest of their life. And I think that's, for me, is so important, and that's what I want to remain focused on.
1: Well, Commissioner Nottig, I really appreciate the time. Congratulations on all of your success, along with everyone at the IHSAA. Keep up the great work. Thank you very much for the time, and hopefully we can do this again soon. I really appreciate it.
0: Nick, I appreciate the opportunity, and thank you for helping promote high school sport across our state.
1: My thanks to IHSAA Commissioner Paul Neidig for being my guest this week. It is a very light week in IU sports due to final exams on campus. Men's basketball will play Saturday. Versus Notre Dame, 2.30 p.m. at Gainbridge Fieldhouse as part of the Crossroads Classic in Indianapolis. Women's basketball hosts Western Michigan on Sunday at 1 p.m. Indoor track and field competed at the Hoosier Open last Friday. They are done until 2022. And wrestling was at the Cleveland State Open Over the weekend, they will return December 29th and 30th at the Kencraft Midlands Championships in Hoffman Estates, Illinois. Thank you for joining us this evening, and thanks to our sponsors. On behalf of the entire team here at the South Central Indiana News Network, my name is Nick Jenkins, and join us throughout the week on social media and every Monday night right here for more Talkin' Sports.
0: This was a production of the South Central Indiana News Network.